Welcome to episode 167 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are looking at Season 7, Episode 18, Brand X. The original air date was April 16th of the year 2000. It was directed by Kim Manners, and it was written by the writing team of Stephen Maida and Greg Walker. The action primarily takes place in North Carolina, and the IMDb user score is 7.9 out of 10. Now, Maida and Walker are collaborating on this episode. It's not their first collaboration. They had previously collaborated on Harsh Realm. But this is the first X-Files that they've done together, and they haven't done any individually either. In fact, while both will continue to write more episodes of the series, this is their only collaboration for the show. So Walker will go on to write Surekill and Empedocles, and Maida will continue on to write Redrum, Viennin, 4D, and Audrey Pauly. Now, director Kim Manners is no stranger to the series. He ends up directing about a quarter of it, and he still has a lot more episodes to go. Now, in this episode, people are dying after having beetles eat their way out of their bodies. It's a rather quick onrush of the beetles as they finally burst out. The beetles are actually coming in in egg form through cigarettes. The Morley brand was trying to genetically engineer a safer cigarette, so one that was less likely to cause cancer. Unfortunately, the beetles that fed off the genetically engineered tobacco also became hardier, and instead of being strict herbivores, became carnivores. Three of the four members of the test group passed away, and only one member survived. When Mulder gets hit with that same infection that's already taken two lives that we know of, and we ultimately learn the total is more like five, it becomes a race against the clock to track down that one survivor, find out what makes him special, and then use that to, you know, somehow save Mulder's life. Now, one of the nice things I like about this episode is that it's showing Skinner in the field, and it's a case totally unrelated to the X-Files when he starts it. It's just straight-up witness protection. A man is going to be testifying against Morley the next day, and he's received threats on his life. We learn that the security chief at Morley is perfectly willing to kill, to keep these secrets, but some of the other scientists are not. And Tobin Bell is perfectly willing to kill to keep his supply of these cigarettes that he likes. And he does have a point that Morley is going in the right direction. The idea of genetically engineering a safer cigarette does seem to be a good idea. I mean, smoking in general is not a good idea, but if people are going to smoke no matter what, why don't they try to find something that is not going to cause cancer and is not going to have a lot of the negative side effects that smoking is known to have? Unfortunately, it was well out of control. So the one surviving member of this group, is known as Daryl Weaver. He's played by Tobin Bell. According to IMDb, he's best known for playing Jigsaw in the Saw films. He was also in Mississippi Burning, The Firm, and Manson Family Vacation. 115 credits to his name, many of which are still in post-production. We also have Richard Cox as Lumley, the head of security. I recognized him as Kirill Finn from an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is one of his four other known fours on IMDb, along with Looking for Richard, Alpha House, and Cruising. 
His most recent work was on a 2019 episode of Grey's Anatomy, so he is still working today. He was Graydon Talbot in Alpha House, guest appearances as Judge Eversall on CSI Miami. He's got no shortage of roles, but none of them really stand out, and there's not as many long-term roles as most actors would be looking for. So again, I know him from The High Ground, the episode where Dr. Crusher stays on a planet that's torn by civil war to help people. Now, Dennis Putsikaris is in here as well. I hope I pronounced that name correctly, or at least somewhat close to correctly. He plays Dr. Peter Voss, who's another scientist with Morley, who eventually comes clean and explains everything that's going on. He's also known for Better Call Saul as Rick Schwelkart, Mason Baylor in Batteries Not Included, Terrence Ward in The Bourne Legacy, and Kenneth Malvern in Billions. Again, still working in 2019 with 112 credits to his name. So this is an episode with a strong guest cast. It is a fairly well done episode. The gimme at the end to save Mulder's life through nicotine is a little rushed, as is how quickly these things kill under how little exposure, when apparently the study was going on for months before they realized that there was even a problem. So that part is certainly questionable, as is how quickly Mulder recovers. It's two weeks later after having lungs filled with maggots that were basically sucked out with a vacuum, and he's back at work. Just strikes me as being an area sensitive enough that for the level of infestation that was exhibited, there should be a lot more damage. That could just be that the special effects made it look worse than it was intended by the writers, because it'll have more impact on screen. But it does strike me as the kind of thing that should have had a lot more of an impact on him than it actually did. Now, as far as the science is concerned, well, genetically modified organisms have been something that's been a topic of debate for a while. We have been genetically modifying organisms as a species for centuries. Broccoli exists because we made it. Cows exist because we bred them. So many species of dogs and cats and other domesticated animals did not exist until we started breeding things. Modern techniques have become far more efficient, so instead of taking 10 generations to see the impact, we can see it in the next offspring. Now, when this came out, there was a lot of concern that genetically modifying foodstuffs might also genetically modify the animals that fed off them. A lot of that concern was coming more from the layperson than from the researchers, but the researchers looked into it because, you know, it's always nice to be sure, and it has been verified that that's not the case. That's not saying that genetically modifying foods can't make it dangerous for the animals that feed off it. The entire point of making pest-resistant crops is to make plants that the insects who used to eat them can no longer eat. But the idea that genetically modifying the tobacco plants would also change the genetic makeup of the tobacco beetle through a straight transference, as was described with the vocabulary here, has been eliminated. You could have the equivalent of a superbug, the antibiotic, the antibiotic-resistant bacteria, because 
the only bugs that continue eating off it are the hardier bugs. So you may have that in the long term, but these herbivores that are born out of the lungs and chew their way out in these numbers, taking that long to cause that much damage, the numbers don't seem to support it to me. You can do that much damage with slow gestation that crawls out, but if you have that much in your lungs, you're not just going to start coughing, you're going to be incapable of breathing because there's nothing else in your lungs but these bugs. And also keep in mind, these guys are just inhaling the seeds. So if they're pumping out a lug full of larvae, then those larvae had to eat their own mass in your body's tissues, and they're in the lungs. So whether it's an issue on the script level or just the visual effects level, that's not something that I can confidently answer at this point. But there are definitely too many larvae in this story for this to work from a scientific perspective. It's also worth noting that this is an episode where David Duchovny didn't have as much to do as the rest. Skinner and Scully are really the field agents because Mulder spends a good half of the episode, if not more, simply lying in the hospital bed. And that is likely because David Duchovny is the writer and director of the next episode we're going to discuss. So join us again in two weeks' time for Hollywood A.D. Thank you for listening.